Hello, thank you for joining us today. We invite you to connect with us on all our social media outlets. Now, let's go to the message. Abundant life, Zoe life can only be found in Jesus. Not in Muhammad, not in Buddha, not in Hare Krishna, not in Scientology. It can only be found in Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad, Living Way, you are in a Jesus church today? Somebody shout full. Somebody shout overflow. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We've been talking about the biblical definitions of life, the bios, which is our bodies, it's our senses, our five senses. We've been talking about the suke, that's our mind life, our thought life, emotions, our free will. But we really zoned in on Zoe. Because you're born with bios and you're born with suke, but it is a decision to receive the Zoe, the divine life, the life that was before creation, the life that is only found in the Jehovah God of the Old Testament and Jesus, Jesus of the New Testament. John 1 and 4, Jesus said, in him was, was life. John said about Jesus, in Jesus was Zoe, and Zoe was the light of men. Jesus contains Zoe, so the only way we have access to Zoe is we must contain Jesus. Zoe refers to the uncreated, eternal life of God, the divine life uniquely possessed by God. If I could just remind you, and it's been five weeks now, that your spiritual life is the most important life that you will ever have and ever live. Your spiritual life, what you do with Jesus, how you live your spiritual life, it, is in, it, is, it indicates where you're going to spend eternity, how you treat your brother, how you respond to hate, how you respond to trouble, how you respond to bad news. For many believers, Satan has given up on taking us to hell, but he wants to bring hell to us. He does that by stealing, by killing and destroying. He wants to steal Zoe from you. He wants to kill the Zoe spirit in you, and he wants to destroy everything that Zoe does for us. So what does Zoe in abundance look like the last two sessions? It's not just more money, bigger houses, and nicer cars. It is indescribable joy. I talked to one of the great members of the church before service today. I said, hey, how did you enjoy women's conference? I stood there for a minute, and she never could tell me. She just said, Brandon, she said, it was just, I, I, it, it was, I I'm still wondering how it was, but she got emotional because of how good it was. It was indescribable when she stepped into the Zoe for the last 48 hours. When you talk about a prayer life, that's not bios. That's not suke. You are talking with and to the divine. Indescribable joy. Peace that does not make sense and, and, and transcends understanding, an overflowing hope, fresh mercy, grace that is more than enough, it meets the requirements, overwhelming love, praise God, our needs met, that we are more than conquerors and God always causes us to triumph and be victorious. Zoe living means radical giving, radical receiving. My goal in life, church, and I haven't shared, I don't know if I've ever shared this publicly, 
But my goal in life is I want to get so blessed that I don't give God 10% and live off 90%. I want to be so blessed that I give God 90% and live off 10%. And I'm talking about I want to be so blessed that my 10% then is bigger than my 90% now. How does that happen? Through radical giving comes radical receiving. Zoe is the Holy Spirit without limit. You talk about a believer full of Jesus and his spirit, and we unleash you on San Antonio at 1235 this afternoon. It's not a matter of you being a victim. You're going to be a victor in Jesus' name. Zoe is not something we step in on Sunday and out of on Sunday. Zoe is not something that we practice privately in our bedroom, but it is something that you can take to your job, your school, wherever you go. So we've been talking about what Zoe is, but now let's talk about the purpose of abundant life. See, there's so many of us that we stop when we're talking about, I want the abundant life. But why do you want the abundant life? Do you want the abundant life so you can get more followers on social media? Do you want the abundant life so that people are jealous of what you have? Do you want the abundant life because you want to be able to pose and you want to be able to posture to your friends at the reunion? Or do you want the abundant life for a deeper meaning? I want to be blessed, but there's a comma there. It's not I want to be blessed, exclamation point. It's I want to be blessed, comma, so that I can be a blessing. I want to overflow so that I have something to give away. I want God to do something so significant in my life that I cannot keep it to myself and that other people recognize that Yahweh is a big part of my life, that following Jesus is not just a Sunday expression, but that he has made a difference in my life. I want to be blessed, comma, so that I can be a blessing. Zoe in abundance, the abundant life, is not to give us a cush life. It's not to make us comfortable. Zoe is given to make us stand out and be different from the world. Where we have missed it in 2023 is we've got denominations that think that if we dress different, we're going to reach the world. It doesn't matter how you dress. I believe you should dress modest, praise God. But I also believe that you can come to Living Way even if you haven't got that revelation. And once you step into Zoe and once you get the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will work on the inside out. First he'll clean your heart up, then he'll clean your mind up, and then he'll teach you how to dress. But I don't think dressing different from the world is going to change the world because if that were true, the Amish would win. We would all be Amish. I don't think wearing a three-piece suit is going to reach the world, but I don't think wearing Chucks and Yeezys are going to reach the world. What I think is going to reach the world is, is that our lives are so vastly different than the people that we are living with, going to school with, and working with. Why? Because you are going to walk. I am going to walk some of the same valleys that they do, but while we are in the valley, we are going to be acting completely different. They're going 
going to be whining. I'm going to be worshiping. They're going to be complaining. I'm going to be strategizing. I'm going to be converting. I'm going to be doing what God has called me to be. Can I encourage you? Don't fit in when God called you to stand out. Don't blend into the shadows when God created you to be a light of the world. People at your job should know that you are a follower of Jesus. People at your school should know we can't say that around them. We can't do that around them. That's one of those holy roller Jesus freaks. I don't care what you call me as long as you know that I'm called and I am different. Not me, but the Zoe, the life of Christ inside of me. 1 Peter 2, 9. You are a chosen generation. Let me say that again because I only got three amens there. You, in the seats, watching online, as a follower of Jesus, you are a chosen generation. There you go. A royal priesthood. A holy nation of peculiar people. Four things he calls us, chosen, royal, holy, and peculiar. Very quickly, chosen means elected. God voted for you. God said, that one's mine. God said, I'm going to put my anointing on that one. God said, I'm going to give that one a talent that's going to change the world when they mix it with the Zoe and they mix it with the anointing. Can I encourage you, when you had drug tracks on your arm, God still chose you. God was still voting for you. When you were pouring whiskey down your throat at a rate that most people drink water, God said, you see that drunk? I've chosen them. I have elected them. When you were out gang banging, when you were out sleeping around, God said, even with the stench of the world on you. He said, I've chosen that one, and eventually they're going to choose me too. I wish I had about a dozen people that could remember what it was like when you were lost, but you found out that Jesus still loved you. Jesus still wanted you. Jesus would still use you, and Jesus was still voting for you. God chose God chose me when I was dirty. God voted for me when I was messed up. God voted for me when I was not voting for him. God loved me when I was not loving him. God spoke life over me when I was not even thinking about him. Can I remind you that God has chosen you? You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Royal means king-like means queenly. It means palatine. I had to look it up, y'all. In the Greek, you know what palatine means? It means you have royal privilege. Forget white privilege and brown privilege and black privilege. I'm like Bishop. I've got red privilege because I am washed in the blood of Jesus. I don't need white privilege because I've got royal privilege. I am a king among men. You say, are you really a king? You think you should call yourself a king? Oh, it's all right to call yourself a king and queen because God does. But remember, he is king of all the kings and he is Lord of all the lords. Your royalty, act like it. 
Square your shoulders. Hold your head up and remember God has invested Zoe in me. I am somebody. I'm carrying something valuable. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you're royalty. Tell him act like it. Said you're a holy nation. A holy nation. Leviticus challenges us to be holy because God is holy. Holy. My friend said it, he's holy all the time. Even when I'm not holy, he's holy. Holy simply means this, sacred. See, what I love about Living Way is we are moving into this generation and culture where we are dressing a little different, but the altars are still full. That the expression is a little different, but people are still hitting their knees. I hugged Andrew before we, we left the altar, and I said, man of God, you keep leading worship. Every Sunday and Wednesday, you're in this altar. And I said, we got a building full of men that don't know how to worship just yet like they need to. You keep leading the charge. Why? Because we are holy like God is holy. I understand this is a sacred place. I understand the house of God. There's no other place like the presence of God. I understand understand that on Sundays at 11 o'clock, cancers can be healed, and people that are born a certain way can be born again. People that need an identity can be transformed. Why? Because it's a holy place. But I love the holy place that we have. It births holy people because he said, you're a holy nation. God did not talk about a place. He talked about a people. In the Old Testament, it was all about the place. In the New Testament, it's all about a person named Jesus. And when we get the abundant life of Jesus in us, now we carry an altar. Don't you know your body is the temple, praise God. Don't you know you were bought with a price? When you leave this place today, you're not just carrying your ancestry and your heritage and all of that. You are carrying the divinity, the Zoe of God. That means when you find something that does not line up with the word of God, you don't have to call a pastor. You don't have to call an apostle. You don't have to call a prophetess. You can speak to the situation and release Zoe in into that situation, and it has to bow down and change. Why? Because you are a holy generation, a peculiar people. Us Pentecostals think peculiar means weird. Have you ever been to weird church? I have. I've been to church where the women let down their hair and are whipping each other with it. They call it miracle hair. I am not making this up, y'all. This is not a Saturday Night Live skit. This is happening in every major U.S. city in the, in the nation. I'm a little jealous because I don't have no hair to whip. You say, well, well you shouldn't make fun of that. I'm not, really make fun of, fun of, I'm not really making fun of that. My concern is this. When you have people that are unchurched coming into church, Listen, the gospel is offensive enough without us being kooky about it and weird about it. You say, explain that. You, you, you realize that for 45 minutes earlier today, people were lifting hands to a God they've never seen. Some of them were bowing down 
Some of them were crying. People don't act like that everywhere. That is strange to the unchurched. In a few minutes, uh, in a few minutes from now, we're going to invite people to an altar. Some of them are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. That's different enough without us whipping our hair. We're going to invite them up to be dunked in water by a stranger. To the unchurched, that's weird. We don't need to add our weird to it. And that's not even what this Bible, what this verse is talking about. When it says peculiar, it does not mean strange. I love this because I learned it, I learned that this, this, this month. It does not mean strange. Peculiar in the Greek means acquisition. When it says peculiar people, it means a people that have been purchased. It means a people that have been obtained. It means a people that have been saved. When God calls you peculiar, he says, I don't want you to act weird. He said, I want you to act like you've been bought, saved, transformed, and purchased. I am here to tell you, God has purchased you with the most valuable thing there is, his blood. God gave his one and only son. So the next time the devil lies to you and you want to hang your head and kick the dirt and just walk around like this, I need you to remember that you're a peculiar people, that God purchased you. Why would he purchase something of no value? Why would he purchase something that is wasteful? Why would he purchase a dead end? Why would he purchase a nobody? He does not. He purchases you because you are somebody, and he knows with him you can do all things. Let's go a little further, 2 Corinthians 5.20. Just got a few moments left. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us. That means the people that don't pray and hear from God, God makes his, his call and appeal for them to receive Jesus and Zoe through us. We implore you in Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. What is an ambassador? An ambassador is one who is authorized by God. You don't have to have your commission or ordination or license from a denomination or a church. I'm here to tell you that God has stamped his approval on you. The day you received Christ, the day you were filled with the Holy Ghost, the day you said yes to living with God, God stamped you as an ambassador. That stamps means this man, this woman is authorized by God to speak the word, to declare the promise, to have works, signs, and wonders follow them. An ambassador is king is a kingdom representative. I represent kingdom wherever I go. And the drive through at Burger King, come on somebody. On hold with the insurance com- company, come on some. I'm just speaking my week right now, praise God. I have to remember. They're going to remember this shiny bald head. And I don't want to act in a drive through one way and then them come and say, isn't that the dude that got all upset about a whopper? <laughs> a kingdom representative everywhere I go. Husband, you're a kingdom representative to your wife. So treat her with respect. Treat her with love. Wifey, you're a kingdom representative to your husband. Treat him like that. Don't treat complete strangers nicer than you treat your spouse, your kids, your family. Kingdom representatives. I love this one. Ambassador, it means God's 
emissary. You know what emissary means? It means a special force. As Christ's ambassadors, we're special ops. We are the best of the best. Special forces don't go around declaring what they're going to do. They move in and just do it. We've got a lot of people declaring a lot and doing little. Can I encourage you as an emissary of God, you are part of the special forces, and we, we send you out of living way today, and I need you to move back into your schools tomorrow, and I need you to move back into the third floor of your job tomorrow, and I need you to slide right into Thanksgiving dinner, and them not know that you carry Zoe, them not know that you're different than you used to be, so that you can release and accomplish the mission God has called you to accomplish. Finally, one more verse. Psalm 23, 5, David said, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. We're talking about abundant life. It's not abundant until you overflow. It's not abundant until you have more than you need. It's not abundant until it does something that, that affects more than just you and yours. When he said, I, you anoint my head, you invest Zoe on me and in me. I didn't even ask our pastoral and, and prayer team to do it, but a few months ago, they just started anointing everybody in the altar every Sunday, every Wednesday. We used to just do it for special occasions. I don't know why we just did it for special occasions. You need the anointing every time you pray, every time you live, every time you wake up. And so I'm proud of our team, but I need you to realize that when they slather you up with oil, because if Michael Johnson anoints you, you're going to be anointed Old Testament style. Man, I'm watching the Cowboys game six hours later. I'm, the, the remote's slipping out of my hand. I got so much oil. I can smell it all over me. The anointing is the investment of God's spirit on you and in you. That's why you ought to declare, church, I'm the anointed of God. I'm anointed to do this. I'm anointed to overcome. I'm anointed to carry the gospel. I'm anointed to see the miracle come through. Your cup overflows as a result of Zoe. If it's not overflowing, you're still in the bios and you're still in the suke. But when your cup begins to overflow, you know that Zoe has now taken effect. I love this. Write this down. Take a picture of this on the wall. When you're full, full is for you. Overflow is for them. Full is for you and your family. Overflow is for everybody else that you come into contact with. I don't want to just be full. I want Zoe. I want the abundant life. Why? Because I don't want it to just be about me. I want it to be about every person I meet. Getting a, a, a double portion. Getting a splash over effect. Getting a little more of Jesus. Full is for you over what is the purpose of Zoe. It's so that you don't just have everything you need, but you have so much, you have to give it away. You have so much peace. Here's some from me. Not, you don't have to borrow it from me. It's yours. You, you, you need some power? 
Well, let me tell you, in my weakness, God is made strong. And, man, I got a lot of weaknesses, but, man, God's strength shows up. Here's some of God's strength for you. There's one way that I could illustrate this for you. How many of you love sweet tea? We're in South Texas. I hope you do. I love sweet tea. I like homemade sweet tea. Uh, In a pinch, red diamond will work. Milo's is a tad better than red, red diamond. The Lord's sweet tea, Chick-fil-A's is really good, but sometimes it almost tastes like it's fermenting a little bit. I'm going to tell you the go-to sweet tea, Raising Cane's. They don't have good chicken. They have great sweet tea. Oh, Jesus, thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six. Didn't even plant it, seven of them. Praise God, that's God's holy number. Sweet tea. What we've really gotten good at, church, is talking about something that we like, talking about something that we've experienced, and we love pointing at it. Hey, y'all, that's good. Have you ever had it? It's good. You should try it. You've never had this sweet tea. It'll change your life. And all we like to do is talk about it. We need to quit just pointing at Jesus, and we need to start serving Jesus. We need to quit talking about the abundant life and start giving the abundant life.